Hey Inspired family, welcome to another Inspire at Home. Really interested actually where you are viewing from today. So um, we're not doing this because we have to and it's lockdown. We're doing this because we can. It's the Christmas New Year break and what an opportunity to pause and to be able to refuel and refresh. And moments like these are awesome where you know we can gather online for a moment and be inspired and, and, and remember God's goodness and greatness and worship Him and, and, and hear from Him. But, you know, because we aren't in lockdown, it means that potentially we're in our bedrooms, our dining rooms, patios, but we could also be at the beach and our car at a mate's house. So in the comments, if you're watching on Facebook or you're watching on YouTube, let us know. I'm really interested. Wherever you're tuning from, welcome. And, you know, today... Uh, we're going to take a look at a passage that you've probably heard before, but it is as relevant as ever, especially in a year like we've had this year. 2020 did not go to plan, probably the understatement of this century. Um, you know, I was looking at my journal earlier and right at the beginning, I've got Jesse 2020 and just a couple points about the year. Uh, different objectives, different things I wanted to achieve or what I wanted the rhythm of the year to look like. And it's safe to say that a couple of those had some ticks, yay, pat on the back. A couple of them or maybe scraped through, you know, uh, to illustrate it, we're talking about like a plane that kind of barely makes its landing, you know, just maybe half a tick. Um, and then, you know, there's a bunch of them that are not even close. Um, I had no hope of doing it with lockdown happening. And well done. I mean, all of us have had to work out how do you do life, family, relationships, business, work, church, and sometimes all of those things all at once. We've had to learn how to do Zoom, if we've never done that before. Work out how to do really cool backgrounds and things so that we look cooler than the other people on Zoom and look like we know what we're doing. Um, we've had to learn how to stream church. Learn how to connect in other ways and keep in touch. Um, but also within that, we've learned some other things about you know what's really important in life. And you know, this year hasn't gone to plan and and did I enjoy every moment of this year? Probably not. Am I thankful for this year? Yes, because I know that I've grown. But right now we are in that moment as we head towards New Year's Day where we all make resolutions, we all think about the year, we all think about the year ahead and what are the things we want to shift? What are the things we want to put into place? Um, and I think this passage is probably a, a good reminder and a good lens to look through uh, as we think about that. So before we open up this Bible, I want to pray. God, my prayer is that right now in this moment that we would be aware of your presence with us. That God, that you would speak to us, that you take these words of yours that were uh, recorded, these words of life, God, and that life would sprout up in our lives. That, God, there would be a sense of hope and freedom. That there would be a sense of rest. That there would be a sense of excitement about the future. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, 
amen or typed amen. That's kind of what we're going to do when it's online. Anyway, before I open it up, I'm going to drink some water because it's hot. Awesome. So, we are going to Matthew and we're going to chapter 11. And this is a passage we've all heard before. I know that I've memorized this one before. And we're starting in verse 28 and it says this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Man, does that sound good or what? And I read it again. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, these are the words of Jesus. He's going around the towns of Galilee and he is preaching. And in this moment, he gives this invitation. And this invitation echoes some prophetic words that Jeremiah had recorded the words of Yahweh that says, and it's chapter 31, 25, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Do you know this is an invitation for you today? This is the same invitation that God has given in the past, Jesus in this moment. And for us in December of 2020, this is the character of God that he invites us to come and experience rest that is his heart if you're feeling weary you know i think of this year and man we know what it is to become weary as you push and you're stretched and you strive but there is a difference between spirit-led stretching and self-inflicted weariness and, and maybe even other inflicted weariness. You know, I've, I'm, I'm reminded of instead of Jesus that he is led by the Spirit into the wilderness and there he was tested, but he was led by the Spirit. He left full of the Spirit and empowered, but we can get ourselves into a position where it's not Spirit-led stretching, but we're just striving, we're just pushing. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a, almost like a tiredness in the bones. Maybe even you're watching this and there's a weariness seeking the truth. Maybe this year you've just, you've been scrolling through social, you've been looking at the news, you're trying to find something that you can anchor your life on, feel some hope and move forward. There's a weariness that can come with it. And Jesus is inviting you. Come to me, all you who are weary. Burdened. You know, I think of what it is to shoulder too much weight. We've probably all been there before, but we've shouldered too much weight. That overwhelming feeling of, uh, you know, expectation. Maybe people have put that on you. You should be this or that, more spiritual, more successful. You should be more smart. You should do something with your life. You should have already arrived. You're already this age. You know, where's the family? These expectations put on you, maybe, and more often than not, there are expectations we put on ourselves that we should already have arrived, which is ironic given life is a journey. We never, it's not a destination we make and we just sit there. It's a journey, but there's this expectation. 
Maybe you've been scrolling through Instagram and you're like, I need an, a six pack. Maybe you've been scrolling through and you're thinking, man, I need to be more influential. I need to be more creative. We forget that people are perfectly curating their lives that they're putting out there. And it's, it's this drug as we're going through and we're going, I'm not where I should be. I should be somebody else or already attained. And there is a burden that comes with that. And there's an invitation. Come to me. All you who are burdened and I will give you rest. There is hope in the middle of it. Reminds me of Psalm 23. A great, uh, a great psalm. Definitely one of my favorites. And there's something profound that David got. And it's this. The Lord is my shepherd. Not that the Lord is our shepherd or just the fact that the Lord is a good shepherd because he is, but the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters and he restores my soul. You know, when we get an understanding that the Lord is our shepherd, my shepherd, your shepherd, when we get an understanding that he... He wants to restore our soul. Then we get an understanding that He cares about our well-being. He cares about where we're at. That He is willing to step into that moment and make an invitation for you to find rest. You know, right now, in this Christmas New Year break, maybe God is telling you to lie down, chill for a moment in that green pasture. Maybe He's leading you beside some water to become refreshed. He is wanting to refresh your soul. And get this, he guides me in paths of righteousness for his own name's sake. Because it is his character, it's important to him. You are important to him. He doesn't want to see you struggling. He cares about your well-being. He wants to see you overcoming. That is what you're called to do. That rather than striving, that in the stretch you grow. Rather than self-inflicted, weary, or burdens. Instead, you are spirit-led. So what is the secret? Well, it's another agricultural picture, and it is taking on his yoke. Now, I am a little bit surprised that the kids haven't run around the corner, given that they've been planning on how we can have chickens in our backyard so that we can have eggs. We haven't said we're going to do it. It's just because the Vitalis have them. So therefore, why don't we have them? No, we're not talking about egg yolks. We're talking about a piece of agricultural equipment. Just going to take a drink. Now, if I was going to work some land, I would get John Deere, like a tractor and some other machinery that do the job. However, we're talking about a couple of thousand years ago. So we don't have John Deere yet. We have ox. And what they would do is they would get more than one ox because more than one ox is stronger than one. Remember, we are better together. And they would get what was called the yoke. And it would go over there, over their necks, over their shoulders, hold them together so it was a team of ox and they could pull a plow and they would head in the same direction and plow the ground. Now, that picture was taken and used by rabbis. And then that was used of 
rabbis to describe what they taught. So to take a rabbi's yoke was to understand his interpretation of the law, how you should live. And his hope was in taking on his yoke, that you would walk with him, that you would learn that way. And in turn, as a disciple, you would teach others that yoke. And so we see here from verse 29, Jesus using that language. Because all through the Gospels, he's referred to as rabbi, teacher. He taught with authority. This is his yoke. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Man, that sounds good. I'm going to read that again. 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, many of the rabbis had put laws on laws and rules on rules in this pursuit of trying to be holy or perfect in their own strength. And, you know, it might be something like how to keep the Sabbath. And, and you know, they came up with all these extra rules just to make sure that their followers were meeting the rule of keeping the Sabbath. And we see that in chapter 12, right after these verses. Uh, Matthew chooses a couple of episodes where the Pharisees are questioning what Jesus is doing on the Sabbath. And he takes scripture to support what he's doing. But what I love is it wasn't like the Pharisees where it's like, you shouldn't be picking grain to eat it. And you shouldn't be healing that person because it's a Sabbath. Jesus is using scripture to support the response where the hungry are fed and, and the broken are healed. People are saved. That is the heart of the kingdom. That is the heart of the life that God wants us to live, that there is freedom and there is hope and there is life. You know, remember the words in John 10, 10, that I have come to bring life and life abundantly, life to the fullest. That is his yoke. So when he says his yoke is easy, we're not talking about rules and rules and laws and laws, but we're also not talking about the other end of the spectrum where it's like, do whatever you want. No, you know, unlike society today that wants the kingdom without the king or the perfect nirvana life, but on my own terms. No, 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 no. We get that rest when we take his yoke on and learn from him. When he says my yoke is easy, he means it's easy to understand. Remember when he was asked what the greatest command was? He said to love God and love others. That's our echo and inspire to pursue God. This is what we live. This is what we echo to pursue God and to love people. Pursue God and love people. Uh, and maybe a, a piece of homework for you is to read Matthew's chapter 5 to 7 where Jesus just outlines, you know, the Beatitudes, the, the what it looks like to live in the kingdom. It's easy to understand. It's life-giving. Um, there's a great uh, quote by a guy, a pastor named John Mark Comer, and he says this, If you want to experience the life of Jesus, then you have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. I'm going to say it again. If you want to experience the life of Jesus, then you have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. I think sometimes we get Christianity wrong. 
like it's some sort of great ideology or a great philosophy that it's good literature that we discuss and we listen to and it sounds good. But the reality is it's a lifestyle. It's a walk with Jesus at the center. You know, if we want to experience the fruit of the Spirit, I think, it, yeah, we're talking like a couple of pages over in Galatians 5, 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. We know this, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If we want to experience those things, what does it say? Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Like those ox with the, the yoke on, walking in the same direction. If we want to experience it, the fruit, the life, the rest, then we're going to walk the walk. We're going to be with Jesus, with Jesus at the center. And then we begin to become like Jesus as we follow him. He makes an invitation. Come to me. He makes a promise. I will give you rest. And he gives us the strategy to take his yoke upon ourselves and to learn from him. And he encourages in us, us in this, in this hope that it's easy and his burden is light. So what does that mean? Well, today, I want to encourage you in this moment to think about what we need to shift. So, you know, we're heading up to New Year's. We're heading up to resolution time. And I want to encourage you in this moment to let God speak to you. Because I know in my own life, and I've seen it many times in other people's lives, what God loves to do is just put his finger on something. He doesn't show the big list and say, these are all the things you need to change in your life to be accepted. No, he meets us where we're at, and he just puts his finger on something, and he goes, shift that. Maybe he puts his finger on something, and he says, you need to start that, or even stop it. Let's make the most of this moment right now. Let's ask God to speak to us. God, I pray that right now in this moment that you would illuminate in us, God, what we need to do in our next step, what we need to do in our journeying with you, yoked with your yoke, God, that you would show us and inspire us and fill us with hope and the grace to step into that. You know, maybe... It's just getting back to the basics. Maybe it is making time intentionally to jump into the Word and let God speak to you and reveal Himself to you or show you how you should live. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's um, not just throwing out those God help me prayers that I know we all do all the time, but taking a moment to pray and to listen and to connect, to slow down to do that. Maybe it's making time intentionally every week to catch up with other people in the Inspire family, joining the Nye group, having a meal, deepening those friendships. You know, the purpose of the church is that we encourage one another, that we spur each other on. You know, like, sorry, water. You know, like in that journey, uh, I found in my, myself where someone will speak into my life and encourage me or um, I've got that opportunity to speak in other people's lives and encourage them in the journey spur each other on uh, maybe it is turning the notifications off on your phone for a period of time and maybe it's a, during an afternoon 
on a Saturday or something where you can be present in the moment with your family, present in the moment, uh, experiencing God's presence with you or connecting with Him rather than the busyness and the always getting notifications and always finding something to do. Maybe it's one less Netflix episode and how you can spend that time. Maybe it is making church a priority in 2021. Not going, uh, I'm only going to turn up if there's nothing else on or there's something special on that day or the weather's bad so might as well be indoors. No prioritizing church where we gather together and we worship him together and we encourage one another you know one of my favorite things about church not only just the service where we get to worship together but that time afterwards where you know we're basically needing to kick people out because everyone's hanging around and talking those times are so important connection that's what the walk is about as we walk together You know, God will be putting his finger on something. And my encouragement to you is to say yes. Remember, this walk isn't just good philosophy. It is a walk with Jesus at the center. And as we do that and we are faithful in our obedience, he is faithful to his promise that we experience rest that we learn his yoke, that we find it easy and his burdens light, that we don't experience the unrealistic expectations of others or ourselves that burden ourselves down or we become weary, but we experience the hope in him as we focus on what really is important. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.